Hello and welcome back to Never Ever Been Happier. This is my first time recording right after watching the newest episode, which is episode five of season two. And I have to say, I have definitely been happier. Wow, that was quite the episode. Um, I'm truly sitting here stunned. But I think that it makes the most sense to go through this chronologically since it was such a Rue-heavy episode. So let's get right into it. I have a lot to say. One of the great things about Euphoria, in my opinion, is that I consider myself pretty good at making predictions about TV shows. Usually I can sort of like see where it's going. And it's very humbling to watch Euphoria because I would say I almost never predict things accurately. For one... I was convinced that Rue was in a coma or something had happened to her and she was very much not in a coma in this episode. Um, I don't even know necessarily what to say about the fight with her mom right at the beginning and the way that it affected Gia. Personally, I came from a household where I fought with my mother all the time and sometimes my dad had to get involved and being the oldest, it really had a negative impact on my two younger sisters and it we would have those all all out brawls like they had in this episode and so it really like made me have a lot of guilt and shame watching this and I don't know if that's normal for most families or if like a lot of people have had that experience because obviously mine was not to this level at all because it had nothing to do with drugs and it was way more of just like your typical teenage teenager clashing with her mother type deal but I would say that ours got a lot more intense than most people's but I also feel like a lot of people probably do experience that because there was nothing that was making that so crazy for us in which case in in the case of like here with Rue it doesn't make as much sense be- or it, it, it's different with Rue because obviously of her drug addiction like that's what's making this so intense but just watching it it was absolutely heartbreaking for the mother but even more so for Gia just because it's like that's not her child but that's still her blood and she loves Rue and you can just tell like she does not want to have to be part of this she wishes she could wish away the way that Rue acts and I think that that is just heartbreaking for a kid that age because she probably hasn't even fully accepted the fact that there's no way she can change Rue and there's no way she can help her and that's difficult for a mother but that's even more more so difficult for a sibling. I um I'm not scared of you. Like that that ga- that kind of gave me tingles down my spine because I was like, okay, yeah, she's ready to do anything and everything to help Rue, but it still is just heartbreaking that she does have to put up with this. But my very first shock of the episode, of which there were many, was when you hear Jules's voice. I had a rewind because I almost missed the fact that that was Jules that said that, but I saw it on subtitles and then I was like, oh shit. But the fact that that was Jules and then how her mom calls her out for the fact that she's embarrassed, that Rue was embarrassed, that she had acted that way in front of her friends. To me, that's how this show takes something that is absolutely insane, inconsistent with how you would want your friends to know that you act. Unless I guess you don't have any conflicts with your family. But I know that was very much like a thing for me is the way that I would act toward my family. I would never act that way if a friend was present. So there was a part of me that knew that that behavior was unacceptable to treat their families worse just because those are the people closest to you. Those are the people that are going to be there for you regardless. So it just is 
I guess, natural. But um, also when when uh, Rue is in Jules's face yelling at her and saying, you're dead to me, I wanted so badly for Rue's mom to intervene and stop Rue from saying all of those things. But I do wonder if there's a part of her mom that wants Rue to push Jules away because she doesn't want Jules to have to be subjected to this addict behavior. And that's really sad. Watching Jules experience all that, which if you did not see the Jules special, to me, you have to, because I've heard some people say that they don't really like Jules' character and or they don't like Jules as a character. But to me, when you understand the fact that her mother was an addict, it just makes it that much sadder to watch her put up with this from Rue because it's like, Jules, you're so young. You have so many people you can choose from in the school and you're choosing to attach yourself to Rue who is just going to continue to hurt you and let you down because she's an addict. Also, when Rue is just going on and on saying how she hates herself, that that just cuts you to the core and just like shows how much she's hurting. And it's like, despite the fact that there's almost nothing that makes her empathetic in this episode, they still put those moments that do remind you that she is deserving of empathy. And when she's, when Jules keeps saying I love you to Rue you see that Jules can't even um Rue can't even stand to hear that at this moment like it um then when they're getting ready to leave and Gia says to Rue you want shotgun to me that's another way of just like showing the absolute selflessness that comes with siblings too at that age where I can think of so many times where my mom and I were just in horrific fights where I acted like an absolute monster and then my sister would still try to just be there for me and still be a comfort and again I like I feel stupid comparing this to Rue because it's obviously such a different situation hers is so intense but I do want and I do think that they probably did that intentionally because there is a reason that this show it the, to me the show isn't great just because of the shock value I mean there is a level of relatability but it's so layered and it's so hidden that that's what makes it really interesting and you just see that then then you have the scene where as they're driving Rue jumps out of the car and that was another that was the next time that my heart just was stopped and you the sound in the music that they have in the background and just knowing that when Gia's screaming to her mom that she wants her to be able to get Rue, that there's no possible way for her to do that because of the way that traffic works. So you feel that same helpless feeling that you know that Gia's mom and her sister feel toward her and her. And then we see Rue arrive at Lexi's house. And at first, when Rue is talking to Lexi and Lexi's mom, you can see a look in Lexi's eyes that she sees right through what's going on. And since we're used to Lexi's mom being so aloof, when she's talking to Rue, I'm thinking that she is believing what Rue's saying and is just kind of in her own world like she seems to usually be. And then obviously later we see that that's not the case, that she was probably speaking with purpose and knew more than what we were really getting let into. But I will say... I should have known better. I should have known that I wasn't going to see coming what was about to come ahead. Obviously... We had the idea that Rue was going to be trying to look for drugs at Lexi's house and she was kind of trying to hide out. But when they're on the stairs, well, when Rue's mom mom showed up, that didn't shock me that much. I was like, okay, good. That kind of gave me a point for Lexi's mom, like having in my brain, okay, Lexi's mom is actually sharper than maybe she's always letting on. And so not even that she's not sharp, but just sometimes she just seems in her own world. But so when 
Rue's mom shows up, it's like, okay, good. You kind of feel like maybe a moment of relief when Rue mentions Cassie hooking up with Nate. Never in a million years did I see that coming, which I know I already said about how this show makes me just feel like I am unable to make predictions about anything. But seeing that, the chaos that ensued was exactly as I think we all envisioned it, the way that Maddie reacted. And knowing that we're going to be able to dive into that deeper in the next episodes, I thought it was going to be a slower burn in actually seeing Maddie reveal this or having this revealed to Maddie, but now knowing that it's kind of like the barn is burning, for lack of a better phrase, is so exciting. I mean, I hate to say that because you know it's going to be awful and you know it's just going to be a horrible situation, but all that I can really hope for is that Maddie equally is repulsed by Nate. We know this is obviously going to hurt her and Cassie's friendship, but I hope that she holds Nate accountable just as much as she does Cassie, and I do think that she will. I have faith in Maddie for that, but again, honestly, how could I even make predictions for this show? But then when uh, Lexi and Cassie's mom saying, uh, we're having an intervention. Stop. To me, it was like a laugh out loud moment, but it also does show that she loves her daughter and is kind of trying to protect Cassie and trying to do the right thing as a mother, even though obviously there's going to be no holding back Maddie. When uh, Kat says, let's just do it later. Like it's funny because they're all almost like acting in the way that they know they should for an intervention, but also this is such jaw dropping news that Rue just spilled that it's like, of course, nobody can wait to talk about it. Then when we see Rue escape Lexi's house by the skin of her teeth, we just, we get to see how desperate she truly has become. And so of course her first step is going to be Fezco's house, which we anticipate. And that kind of goes as expected. She wants drugs from him. I did see it coming when she looks at the grandma's room and you know that she's going to go and try to, she doesn't have any reverence from that. We know she's going to kind of go to any extent possible to get drugs at this point. I loved how Fezco handled that when he was just like, come on now, Rue. Like, you can't do this. This is, I don't even think it's surprising to him because obviously he's been exposed to so many addicts. He knows how they'll get. And we know he knows how to handle these sorts of things because of in season one when she's banging on the door and he's like, I just cannot continue to condone this sort of behavior and like be part of it. But then when she attacks Fezco, I still didn't even feel shocked by that. But that was just such a powerful moment to see him having to also be hurt by her behavior. But then when Ashtray peeks over the couch and you know we usually know Ashtray to jump into action and back up Fezco and to me he almost looked like a child in that scene like the way that he peeked over the couch obviously he knew that Fezco had it and he didn't need to help him out otherwise I think he would have but you can just you could tell that that was probably even a hurtful moment to him like that's even though it's hard to imagine him having any more innocence left in him even at such a young age because of like the way that we've seen him handle a gun and how comfortable he is with violence. I actually think that that's a moment where his innocence is lost again in a way that you wouldn't necessarily expect because I think that he thought that Rue did have some sort of loyalty toward Fezco or respect toward Fezco and it's kind of along those same lines with the Ali thing. Drugs will tear it down and Rue really is going to go to any length in order to get these drugs. And so then we see her break into that house which I loved when she gave the straightaway look to the camera and you just know like oh god here Rue goes on some other shit and then we see her with the dog and that was like a very heart-stopping moment because you figure okay the dog is going to be the thing that stops her but no she keeps going is can, is 
able to rob these people and she even escapes that house which was crazy so then is that's when she starts to run in traffic and that's chaotic and I just thought that that moment when the two cars crashed head on and it was a horrific looking crash, how symbolic was that as to the way that Rue is just destroying everything around her in order to preserve herself? Um, And yeah, so then she continues running and she finally arrives at Lori's house. When Rue arrives at Lori's house, we had seen in the previews that Lori kind of is going to be talking to her in a creepy way, but I didn't really know what to make of it because so much else that we had seen in the previews. The way that they have Lori's house set up is just so good. The fluorescent lighting already just gives you such an uneasy feeling, but then there were so many just great details in this scene. All of those magnets on her fridge, the pajamas that she's wearing, Well, I don't even know if those were pajamas or her clothes, but I think they're pajamas. And at this moment, it also hits me that I think about this often throughout episodes, that Zendaya is like the ultimate best person to be playing Rue because no matter what, it's like hard to believe that she's being as horrible or that she's in the worst case scenario that she could be in or that she just is even in a bad situation in general just seems so far-fetched. Like, it's like, I want to get you back to Zendaya. You can do it. You can get back to Zendaya. When it's like, again, as she told us in episode three, don't have hope for me. Like, I'm not going to be the person that you want me to be. So uh, right away, Lori mentions giving her morphine and talks about it being, has ever used it as an IV or gotten a fix. And this is where it like sort of gets jumbled for me because I don't know enough about drugs to know why that would be horrible. Obviously, I have the baseline understanding that if you're injecting something straight into your or your bloodstream, I don't know how that compares to heroin since we know that Rue has been doing heroin, but that's something that I'm for sure going to research because I want to know more about it. But as soon as she says that, this is going to go horribly. And then she gives her that whole speech about um cell death and how she'll, uh ne- like, o- almost alluding to the fact that she'll never be happy again. And she says, things that don't feel good don't feel as bad anymore. And I kind of had to listen to that and like hear it again. Things that don't feel good, don't feel bad, feel as bad anymore. And I don't, I feel like that's the kind of line I'm going to be thinking about for a while. But the way that Lori delivers, well, forget even delivering the line because she's always speaking so deadpan that it just has such an eerie vibe to it. And then we see the lock on the door and it wasn't until the end of the episode that I realized that that's the door to the outside. I thought there was going to be like some creepy thing happening where, you know, she has somebody locked in a room or something like that, which then I kind of felt like a dumbass for not realizing that that was going to the outside. But it just, again, like you see Rue's going to do anything she has to. So it's like, as soon as she makes mention of morphine, I'm like, oh God, you know, she's going to end up doing that morphine. But the way that Lori kind of coerces her into the bathtub and then gives her the morphine is what shows us that Lori is way more dangerous than I originally thought. I never took her as like some sort of innocent angel because obviously we know she's creepy. Like you can just get that vibe in the way that she sells drugs and the way that she does business. But it's like she's no Fezco. And I don't think that Rue kind of really realizes like now she's running with the big dogs is how I feel. And so we also see that Lori's lying about the not having any pills, which I guess we should have figured since she is a drug dealer. She's, there's no way she just doesn't have any pills. But in the way that they have that, have us just staring at the morphine bottle with the needle, just that had me on 
on edge, even though we knew what was going to happen. Like we knew that she was going to inject her with that morphine, but just having to sit there and stare at it was horrific. And then to watch her inject it, um, I think most people don't really like to watch needles going in. I also don't like watching like when I give blood or something or even just get a shot. I don't like to watch it. Again, I don't really know the ins and outs of it, but I will say I've never seen my blood get mixed into the part of the needle that you like in you that's holding the medicine before. So that seemed bad to me. And I don't know if that's like specific to morphine, but that's scary. And this is when they begin the montage of the flashbacks of Rue as a baby and then her in the bathtub, her watching Gia get born, her giving the eulogy at her father's funeral. And you just see the way that childhood is filled with innocence and hope and how when you 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 can very much understand why Rue's mom is going to do everything possible to help Rue because that's her baby. That's she watched her at all of those stages and probably still feels that hope for her despite her loss of innocence. And to be reminded of that through the show is I think the thing that there is a an innocence that's associated with her that just makes you feel like of being who she used to be. And I think that that's what you ultimately, like when you're seeing somebody as a child, that's what you want for them is you want, you. it's heartbreaking to see that she's gotten so off the wrong path, but it's also a, a reminder that she could be good again. Like she could get herself cleaned up and she could figure out how to do these things. And it's like, no matter what, to me, it's especially as a teacher, it's hard to be as harsh on children as you want to be because they aren't fully developed. Your brain doesn't even fully develop until the age of 24. So think how many years she has to go. And so that part of, despite everything that she's doing, makes me feel sad for her. And so then when she wakes up in the bed and you see that her veins are black and blue it's just like that sharp contrast that snap back to reality is also so heartbreaking and just I mean I know I feel like I keep saying that over and over again but that's how I feel through the whole episode is that this is just so absolutely heartbreaking whereas if it was somebody other than Zendaya sorry I keep like forgetting what point I'm trying to say about this if it was somebody other than Zendaya we might not be as sympathetic toward that character because as a society we oftentimes want to cut off uh drug addicts and we want to say like they cannot be rehabbed or like let's not even really get into race uh, in this country because we that's such a can of worms and so I think it is really powerful that Zendaya is black but she's mixed and she's stunning so she's afforded those privileges and so in that way it's like it's showing how she kind of breaks the mold in having people rooting for her because she's doing everything that should make us based on our societal norms write her off. And yet I bet there's not a person watching that doesn't want her to come around and win. Despite the fact that again, she told us in episode three, don't root for me. Like I'm not going to deliver on what you guys are hoping for. And yet we're all still sitting here hoping for the best. Again, I said earlier about running with the big dogs. This is when you see her trying to escape this house. First of all, I did not think she was getting out. Looking at all of those creepy, disgusting men laying around. I will, again, I'm a little bit weary to make a prediction because of how my predictions have been going. But based on that comment that Lori made about, well, at least as a woman, you always will have something that men will want. I guarantee she's going to have to have sex with one of these disgusting men. Like, I don't see any way around that for her, but 
God bless. I hope she doesn't have to. Um, and so when she's looking around trying to escape and she can't get out of those locks, it's just like you can, it feels like the walls are caving in on you, even as the viewer who obviously we're not even there. And then you see those birds, which I'm not a bird person. I'm of respect and love people that like birds, but I don't understand them. And I especially don't understand them living inside somebody's house in a cage when they're flying animals. But just the noise and commotion that they made, like it just adds a whole nother level of creepiness and when she's looking in the bedroom where Lori and her I'm, I don't know if that's her husband or just a, a man are sleeping and you are almost only seeing the whites of her eyes and she just looks like a zombie. It is so jarring to watch. And then to see her finally be able to escape out that window, like I said, I did not think that she was going to make it, but God bless her for making it. And then I guess the question that we're left with is, is that her that opens the door to home? I think so. I mean, I don't, I don't know where else she really, I, I don't, I guess I don't even know really why she would be returning home given everything that went through, but maybe because she got that morphine, she feels fine to return home and she doesn't know where else to go. But obviously given the fact that she's going to now have to go to rehab, maybe it's not her. Maybe it's somebody else opening that door. God, I hope it's not any of Lori's people, but, and that brings us to the end. Of course, I'm really interested to see what's going to be happening with Rue next episode, but I have to say since this was such a Rue heavy episode I am dying to see what's going to be going on with all the other characters considering that they kind of only gave us a glimpse into all the drama that they'll be having especially all the other kids the Maddie Cassie thing I'm hoping and thinking that they're probably gonna have to really let us into that again now next episode since we only have three left which is crazy um and then to see what's gonna be going on with Lexi I really want to know if Lexi knew. I thought she seemed stunned to hear that news about Cassie because she was also sitting in the background with her mouth. Yeah, I'm in, I'm I kind of feel I don't feel that invested in the whole cat in her boyfriend thing, but I am invested in Kat. So I know that whatever will go on with her will be interesting regardless. So we'll see what will happen there. But definitely the Cassie, Nate, Maddie stuff is what I'm very interested in. And then of course, been waiting to see Lexi and Fezco together. And we have yet another episode where we don't get to see them together. So I really hope that that wasn't just a tease and we're going to have hardly anything to be working with. I hope in these last three episodes, we really get a lot of them, but who knows? Um, all right. So that's going to be it for never, ever been happier this week. Again, please look us up on Instagram, send questions, comments, concerns, but be nice about the concerns because as I said, really trying to work through this and get better each time. So definitely open though to any thoughts. All right. Bye.